everybody, you're listening to Raw with Marty Gallagher, J.P. Bryce, and Jim Steele, brought to you by ironcompany.com. Today, as we venture into fall, we're going to be discussing seasonal training. So the question is, should we train the same all year round, or is it justifiable to change with the seasons? And if so, why and how do we do it? Um, if you listen to past podcasts, you'll always hear Marty talking about seasonal eating and seasonal nutrition, things like that. Um, so I said, well, we're going into fall. Let's talk about how we change up our training for the seasons as it starts to get colder and things like that. So we're going to give that a go today and see what these guys have to say about that. Yes. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, what's so good about it? Well, we're alive. We're, we're alive. <laughs> All right, Jimmy, true, Jimmy, 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 <laughs> kick, kick, kick it off, man. You know, well, I'm a huge believer in it. And I first became aware of it from Purposeful Primitive. Um, and what I remember about that mostly is winter is for big, heavy stews. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That stick to your ribs. Yeah. Heavy training. Yeah. You put on, you put on a little weight. And I'll tell you, I'm a big believer in naturally, evolutionarily, that stuff happens and it's meant to happen. And then as the weather gets uh, warmer, you know, you start to shed a little body fat, you get outside more, your metabolism revs up a little bit. Then then you go into faster training, a little more cardiovascular stuff. You can get on the hills and the mountain trails, um, you know, outside on the deck doing your boxing stuff. And then your your training takes on a whole new life where you're at a little more assistant stuff. Um, you start wearing the t-shirts and the shorts and, and you start yeah. looking in the mirror a little more often, yeah. you know, and as the summer goes along, that just keeps going and you get into the fall and that's when you sort of start that slow down and, and, and it's, it can be, although I think it's natural, I think you should plan it out too, you know, like you, you have these stages, it's a periodization of the seasons. Really. Yes. Mm-hmm. <coughs> yeah, absolutely. Right. And the foods and, get and- lighter as the weather gets warmer. You know, you don't want those no. foods when you're out there in the in the heat and things like I, that. I agree with I, that. I like, you, like you said, that's that's how the body is programmed anyway. That's how we as humans are programmed. That's how it was, you know, before we had these fancy houses and and things like that, before we, you know, truly evolved to where we're at now. So get back to the roots, so to speak, and utilize that and, and really, uh, you know, change the training up. Fall and, fall and spring are transitory, right? <clears throat> transitory, transitional. Right. Fall, fall and spring. The, the, the deep seasons are winter and summer. Those are the extremes, right? So, yeah, as you were saying, Jim, what better time to get maximally lean and ripped and fit and tan and all of that than August? Right. And what better time to get thick and full and powerful and, you know, ponderous than February, right? Yeah. Deepest of the deep. So in the fall, um, I tell you, personally, I came off a very good summer. In terms of training, I probably trained less, but I trained very effectively. And I, you know, I'm walking around weighing 205 or less. Which for me is good, you know. Um, if I don't watch it, it's easy for me to be two thirty-five, mm-hmm. and I don't need I don't need that, right? And even at two hundred five, I could honestly, my real fighting weight would be about one ninety. That's where I really want to get to. But anyway, but so, but we did a lot of good uh, resistance training, and we did a lot of good running, and I would still like to keep it up. But at some point. It's just going to get too nasty out, and that's going to curtail the running. I always tell myself I'm going to do cardio machines. Uh, somehow I never end up doing them. You know what I mean? They're just so damn boring to me to yeah. get on a stationary bike. Or even, I mean, I like my Schwinn Aerodyne. Don't get me wrong, but it's just, it's not the same as, you know, being out in nature and just, you know, right. running, running your legs off and listening to whoever miles or the sex pistols or all points in between you know you know what i mean that's surreal that gets me fired up to do cardio yeah and the peak cardio time for me is in august 
right? Because it's just sweat and get out and do it and you know and it's just great and it's it's uh the weather's cooperating we had a we had a very dry summer around here so we didn't have to worry about the rain so i got a lot of a lot of sessions in i figured out how to kind of balance out the i would say extended extended runs from the sprints and also how to mix in sprinting with hard resistance training because you know you can mess yourself up there. So yeah. I had a good, I had a good summer. Now fall, what am I doing different in the fall? Um, I, I kind of would like to keep doing what I'm doing. I think I'm in a good, a good groove. Right? Well, up in the, so how, you know, you're up in the mountains. So yes. when does the weather turn that going on those fire trails and stuff uh -huh. isn't, isn't feasible? Oh, it's late December, right? Okay. Yeah, everything's manageable until it starts. When it starts getting wet, yeah, then it's like, all right, this is not cool. Uh, you know, uh, or if there's snow in the ground, obviously, but once it gets wet and muddy, then it's like, all right, you can't, you can't run um, trails mm -hmm. if it's slick. Mm -hmm. Now, will you start transitioning before that? Because we're, we're sitting here at September 18th. Next week is the first day of fall. Well, and we haven't really. I mean, it's, it's, been, it's been great up here. We're in the same boat as Jim is in. We're in the 65 to 70 perfect weather. So it's like, hey, you know. Yeah. It's just got, we've just been doing what we were doing in August. Uh, haven't really changed a lot. Uh, not purposely anyway. But I know that that is going to change. Uh, I'm very susceptible. I'm, I'm very, uh, I've changed things up in my weight training a lot faster than I used to. I don't stick with things as long. It's like, I'm bored with that. I want to try something yeah. different. And why not? And why not? Cause I, I'm not competing in the nationals in three weeks. Right. Mm -hmm. No one cares. No one's, you know, Martha Stewart's not over in the corner looking at me taking notes, you know, <laughs> Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no observer. No one's, right. no one cares. So, so how often do you think you're changing it up? Well, I kind of take it week by week. But like this week I had a crazy week. So I, let me see. I got uh, one hard running session in and uh, one milder running session in and then a good, good lifting session. I might get something in this afternoon. So two and two, two good running sessions, two good lifting sessions, and yeah. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that, you know? Yeah. Now, uh, um, there are periods where I will go uh, five straight days, seven straight days, where I'm training every day because I just feel it, right, Jim? You know how those days are? It's like, man, I'm just I'm into this, right? Yeah. And, you know, now I might modulate. If I'm doing seven straight days of lifting, then it's like, all right, day one legs, day two uh, chest, day three, what, back, day, uh, day four arms, you know, day five shoulders, I guess, and then repeat, you know, and you just, you just roll because it's just, it feels good. And you just wake up and you're hungry for it. And, but then periods like now I've been very busy, like with, life like other things right so it's like i haven't been able to dedicate that kind of time but the sessions that i have had have been very quality and jimmy i know that you're living out in your new compound out there <laughs> like uh you're like carl the groundskeeper in uh <laughs> caddyshack right yeah. yeah yeah have you got the mind set up for the trespassers uh, yeah, I have all kinds of stuff <laughs> like the Humboldt County uh, stuff in California. We, weed growers, the trip wires. <laughs> yeah, trip wires. That trip wires all over. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim just moved into what is it? Five acres. Five acres. Yeah. Five acres backing up the water. Yeah. We can and they're, they're they're blasting geese out of the sky. Yeah. Or on the water, doesn't matter. <laughs> or on the water, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. So again, uh, you know, talk about um, getting into the swing of the nature thing, right? Because you yeah, came, I mean, I, you know, you, you came from a from a tight suburban neighborhood, right? Reach, I could reach out and touch my neighbor's house. Yeah, and I, I can't stand that. Now, I was lucky; I had decent neighbors, but man, you know, it's just like 
oh, they're having a party. Okay, you know, uh-huh. yeah, then you're inconvenienced by everything. And and this way, you know, you know, you know, a good place. I always measure it by if you can urinate off your back deck and and with any time of the day, <laughs> nobody can see you. Then you know you're you know you're out in the country. Uh, all right, all right, right. Man. all right. That's too much information. Okay, come on now. Yeah, I'm just telling you that that's a good measuring <laughs> stick. It's a well, good measuring stick. You know, I love the summertime <laughs> is, is my favorite time. And the good thing about I got a deck that, that overlooks the woods and everything. I bring my weights out there, man. You know, if it's just an arm. Yes, deck, yes. I'll do the curls out there. I'll do tricep extensions, push-ups. Uh, Jim, I have, my, I have a complete set of dumbbells on the deck ru- running from 20s up to 80s. Yeah. And I can do – I do a lot of shoulder pressing – uh, a lot of single dumbbell tricep work, a lot of arm work that I probably wouldn't do. Right. But they're just there. And it's just like, oh, you know what? Uh, you know, I'm, uh, and I'll do like five or six sets of overhead presses while I'm cooking in the kitchen. Yeah. I'll get something going in the kitchen, do a scow. Okay, I'm going to go out and jump in with a set of whatever, 35. So I do rep out with these and go back in and, you know, chop some onions and then come back out and do the 45s, you know, and just work up like that. Yeah. And, you know, we keep thinking of the Paul Anderson thing. Like the other day I was, uh, and you're going to be doing this too. I was mowing my grass and uh, doing sets of benches in between. All right. You got to start filming some of this stuff. Well, Jim, Jim, (laughs) you got to see what's going on over there. Can you tell me you had a, now you've got a 60 inch deck lawnmower? Dude, I got one of those no turn 60 inch, 22 miles an hour. (laughs) And he welded a dumbbell rack on the already deck the of it. I already hit the fence twice around the yard. I had to get the fence <laughs> guy to come out. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta focus on those sharp turns. But uh, yeah, man, you gotta slow, you gotta slow down. Yeah, I know. It's just tough, <laughs> and it's power. It's that power. And it's just massive, right? It's just yeah, it's this is not. Uh, yeah, this is the yeah. So anyway, but but you being all of a sudden you're dropped into this completely natural setting it's going to be so easy to get into that you wait till you get the first snowfall out there yeah man you're gonna lose your mind it's so beautiful be like rocky doing the lunges in the snow like he did in russia (laughs) (laughs) so so guys seasonal training is not just okay it's fall next week i switch everything around it's more how you feel, how your circumstances are, what the weather's doing outside, you know, where you're located and all that. So it's a, it's a combination of things that you kind of want to take in and go, okay, I'm ready to, to make a, a change. Yeah. And, and, and I think it, it's almost like a, you know, like I said before, it's almost like a natural thing. I remember when I was a kid and I'd be, we would go to Ocean City, Maryland for two weeks in July. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And Nice. You know, football practice always started August 15th. And I would be like, I can't wait to get, you know, I'd be running and everything. But when I got to Ocean City, the, I would just get in, in shape so fast. I'd run on the boardwalk. I'd run out in front of the uh, little place we were staying. And I'd go to the, like the, um, I'd sneak into the Holiday Inn weight room and, yeah. <laughs> and lift in there. Yeah. And, and every day you would start to see changes and your strength would get better. You'd get a little faster. Yeah. That would start to fall off. Um, and, you know, and I wasn't really doing anything differently. It was just the, I think we're meant to do that. You the know, vibe. You are. You are meant to do that. Yeah. And, and you're going to have the opportunity to get back more into that flow. Yeah. It'll be a lot more easy. Uh, you know, you can do stuff. Like I said, just, just pull a bunch of dumbbells out on the deck, man. Yeah. Uh, you, you would be so surprised. Also, I have a little, I have a little bench, a little tiny bench. It's a heavy-duty, sturdy thing. Actually, Hugh Cassidy welded it. So it's a Cassidy custom-made little bench. I have that on the deck. It's amazing how many things you can do just sitting. Yeah. But in a brace sitting position. Oh, all of a sudden I can do my sitting dumbbell presses, my sitting curls. Oh, I can lay back and do some flies, right? You you know, just little things like that. Uh, But also you're outside, right? Yeah. There's something about lifting outside that, to me, I just love it. Yeah. Now, what about in the wintertime? You still go out there in the wintertime? Cold, cold as I can. I take a little pride in that a little bit. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? It's uh, 28 degrees out there. I take a little pride in going, you know, or, well, I, I, I try to train in the garage, and we keep the doors open. There's no sense in shutting them. There's no difference between being inside or outside. 
So, but, you know, I think the coldest we trained last year was, I don't know, 14 degrees. <clears throat> we got, we had to wear parkas and stuff, but I tell you, by the, by the end of the first set, we were warm. Yeah. Uh, you'd be amazed. And by the, by the end of the workout, you've got your, your coat off and yeah, it's still 18 degrees in there, but you're throwing off so much thermal heat. You're like, Whoa, yeah, it's warm in here. <laughs> yeah, right. But, but again, that's some of the stuff that, that you can experience if you, most people don't have that, that yeah. ability, that ability right there. Can you, can you touch on the nutrition aspect of oh, it? Oh, it's got to critical. It's got to be synchronized, right? Yeah. Now, is that a conscious thing you do, or is that... I think so. I, yeah, because it's dependent. I take great pride in my cooking. I'm not a chef, I'm a cook, but I, I cooked for myself since I was a kid. Yeah. Right? Uh, and uh, so what do we do? We live in the country, so we get in the car, and I drive out to the little Mennonite shack hidden in the woods, that uh, one where you told me to make sure I behave myself. Yes. Yeah, okay. I was out there yesterday and they, they said, don't ever bring him back. You remember, remember that guy? Yeah. So, JC, I say we're driving over there and Marty goes, <laughs> now these are, you know, you know, very proper people. So don't right. say anything about, you know, Oh, every time and, you, and women are drinking. Or yeah, 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 yeah. Or what are you doing after work? Yeah. yeah come well, on, I mean, Jim, stop like, that. I am, dude. What are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I well, I don't know. We probably shouldn't get too far no. astray here. But anyway, well, that's where we go. See, and we, and and we. What did I get yesterday? We went out and we got uh, carrots that had just been pulled out of the ground and still had the dirt on. Mm -hmm. Right, and green beans that were so green. I mean, they were like, uh, you know, just so rich. Oh, and we got some. Um, some bacon, like some, some fat fat, really thick bacon bacon. So we made, I made uh, green beans and carrots with this heavy bacon fat. And you That's beat Stacey's it. Favorite. That's Stacy's favorite. I remember that. You beat it down, you beat it down. It takes like four hours and it just gets so delicious at the end. And it's just uh, like, that's the type of vegetable that, you know, guys like to eat. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I know I got a bunch of these places around here. I did find a uh, really good butcher around here. Yeah, but you know because everybody's we got the COVID and everything's going on. I haven't really ventured out to see much of the surrounding area in Texas. But I know there's farmers markets around oh, here. You, and stuff you're, like you're, that. you're in you're in heaven. Every time I turn on the Food Network. <clears throat> they're featuring a barbecue shack in your neighborhood, right? Yeah. yeah. What's the <laughs> there is a lot around here. Yeah. Famous famous place, right? Yeah. You got Cooper's and you, and you're like, oh, I don't know, man, you got to drive like 25 minutes. I'm like, what? No, you know what? For my house, it seems like all the really good barbecue places are like, you know, between 20 and 30 minutes. Oh, poor baby. You got Mexican yeah. food. That's, That's great. Terrible. Mexican food? Yeah. No, you know what? I'm looking for authentic Mexican food. So I come from California, right? We got the real stuff yeah, down here in SoCal. Here. Yeah. But here it's all the, the Tex-Mex, Tex -Mex, which, yeah. you know, is, a little is little some different. good stuff. It's it's fancied up and different. But uh, yeah, I'm trying to... Out of the way uh, places. Yeah. The little hole in the wall places, like everybody talks about, those are truly the best places. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, what we're trying to do is we're um, seasonally appropriate proteins and produce along yeah. with seasonally appropriate training. It just makes sense, right? It's just yeah. logical. And you're, you're getting quality nutrients, which if they're prepared correctly, they're delicious. And if you fill up on quality nutrients, really good proteins, really good vegetables and really good fruits and stuff and you're you're less hungry for the refined foods which really was what messes us up particularly as we get older it's everything when you get older everything's about insulin control yeah you, you, everybody spikes their insulin it goes crazy and and that's why everybody's fat and sick mm. and you have to allow those insulin receptor sites to clean out Man, I was looking at the fathers. I was dropping off my eight-year-old today, and I was looking at all the dads. Most of them are younger than me, man. They're 
they got the you know tiny arms with the big ass bellies hanging over their shorts, man. Now who is this? When I'm dropping my kid off at school. Oh, these are his classmates. No, the fathers. The fathers. Yeah. Oh, the fathers. Like, right, and I'm just right, picturing right. that if you cut them open, Cheetos will come spilling out of all those. <laughs> you know, it's like a puff of Cheeto dust. <laughs> oh, not, not, not to get. A, not to get off, but it's not that hard. It's not that hard, man. Start well, off with with heavy proteins, with, uh, you know, in the, the morning, and you won't want all that crap, man. With you know, start off with eggs and and some beef and things like you won't want all that, man. Okay, okay. Now I want one of you guys to go through just like we talk about the heavy stews and stuff deep yeah. in the winter. Okay, yeah. what is it? What does a day look like <laughs> of nutrition? How do you start out? Marty, you're the you're the nutrition guy. Well, I'm 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 not a good one to go with because I um I've been doing Ori Hoffmeckler's yeah intermittent fasting for uh, I guess probably the best part of the last ten years. Ori and I did a radio show together for two or three years, and I was his co-host. I was sort of his Ed McMahon. He was Johnny Carson, <clears throat> and uh, I really got to know Ori's methods. And that's what I've been doing. He already gave me permission not to eat. Yeah. That's right. Now, now when I do eat, I eat. Right. But I try to, I've been able to hold off like till two or three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if I train hard, I will give myself a, a replenishment protein shake. Right. Um, if I have it, I'll, I'll use raw milk. If I don't, I'll just mix it with water. But I've got to earn that, right? I've, I've got to either have a really uh, kick-ass lifting session or a really excellent cardio session. Say, so, man, you deserve a replenishment shake, right? So if it is cold out, then that two o'clock meal will that be the stew or the, you know? Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Boy, do I look forward to that. I look forward to making that stuff too because that's a, a longer. I have time. See, my time is my own. So, what is in your heavy I, stew? Well, I could do Dutch oven. You know what a Dutch oven is? Well, there's a couple of different uh, versions of that. <laughs> what? what? You, tell yeah. <laughs> you tell us, Marty. <laughs> Good God. Marty, we stumped Marty. He doesn't know what that means. Yeah, no, we know what it is. What is it? Yeah. Well, you know what I'm talking about. It's a, it's a kitchen pot, right? A heavy duty, right. usually That's enamel. Right. That's right. So we would, I would uh, go to my local Mennonite butcher and like get a, a, a cheaper, excellent cut, like a, like a lamb shoulder. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cause just, just imagine the, um, the peck, the delt and the upper arm of the lamb. Okay. And also a little of the lat, you get the lat and the rib cage, right? So, and then you shove that into a Dutch oven with, and again, if you're into the, the wintertime, you've got the root vegetables, which is you're going to still have your carrots, you're going to have your potatoes, you're going to have your onions, you know, if you're into it, you can put rutabagas or, you know what I mean, stuff that you comes out of the ground. Those are your winter vegetables, those are your root, your root vegetables. And you put in whatever beef stock or wine, which is excellent, and but you put it in and you let it roll for like, I would let mine go for like, like four or five hours, then turn it off and let it sit overnight. Okay. And you take it out the next day and everything's like fall off the bone and fall apart. And it's just, you know, you want to faint when you take a bite of it, right? Especially if you've done it with like wine and it sits yeah. and it melts. Because it's typically what happens is when you make something like that, you rip it out of the oven, you open it up, and everybody eats it. And it, well, that's not quite really done. Most food really needs to sit and rest to really, for the flavors to really. It's better like that. Well, even as, you know, like a simple steak, they always say, hey, man, you got to let a steak rest so that the meats, the juices uh, gather again. You can't. You can't cut a steak open just as soon as you whip it off the grill. How how long should that resting period be? Depends for how big the steak is. Well, any, any steak, you know, a pound. What yeah. is that for a child? A little child? A little four-year-old? Okay, say two pounds. Thank you. A couple, you know, five minutes to ten minutes, man, and just walk away from it and leave it alone. You know, you can put what they call a, a loose cover over top of it, a little foil or an upside-down mm -hmm. plate. 
but those juices need to regather and redistribute because because of the heat they've all been driven away they've been driven away from the surface so the juices once that the meat will relax once it's off the whatever the cooking source is whether it's heat or oven or whatever it relax and when it relaxes all the juices redistribute and that's when you want to cut it and that's when it'll be delicious um if you cut a steak immediately, what happens is that you look at the bottom of the platter and all the, the platter, the bottom of the platter is filled with red juice. Right. That's all your flavor laying in the bottom of the plate. So letting it rest will help it kind of reabsorb that a little bit. Well, yeah, absolutely. You should have, you should have talked to me about 15 years ago. I think you should start putting some of these recipes um, in your last article, you kind of did that with, uh, what's it called, Jacques Pepin? Yeah, Jacques Pepin, man. He's in roasted he's, chicken. Yeah, he's a god. Yeah, so, so simple. Cooking is so simple. It, it, yes, there's, there's complexity, but it's like lifting, Jim. It's like, uh, okay, a goblet squat is like learning how to roast a chicken. Right. Right, it's just a simple thing. How hard is it to teach somebody how to do a goblet squat? Well, it's about that hard to teach them how to roast a chicken perfectly. Right. Every time. Most of it comes with picking out the right chicken. Right. If you have a good quality product to begin with, well, I'll give you an example. Uh, day before yesterday, I had my, my friend Crazy Matt over and he, he came over and we had a barbecue and I started the barbecue at five o'clock in the morning so that we would eat at noon and we had uh, pork ribs and beef ribs. Lord. And well, it was like a comparison test. He's a, he's a food guy like me. So it's like, all right, let's, let's whip up some ribs. And so we had ribs and we had beans and we had cornbread and real Southern thing. And, and um, Guinness, right. So noon we were at it. Yeah. But, uh, I was a little disappointed in the beef rib and the beef rib was prepared perfectly. I, I, I brined it in a marinade for 24 hours before I put it on the grill. I put it two and a half hours in smoke, put it, it did everything right, but the meat was just tough to begin with. Mm -hmm. There's nothing you can do about that. Right. That's the meat. Yeah. That's the meat. Right. And just because it's organic doesn't mean that cow lived a nice life. I'm telling you, man, the organic doesn't taste as good. As no, it usually tends to be a little tougher and stringier. Yeah. yeah. Not all them organic cows are being fed uh, beer and given massages. Right. So, well, you guys tend to, like, Marty, you're talking about um, the, the lamb and using the Dutch oven and all that stuff. So okay. you'll try to cook food like that that will last you maybe a couple days, two, three days? Well, you always plan on it. Never seems to. Yeah, it goes pretty quick. Yeah, it does. It, it seems in direct proportion to how good it is. Yeah. Well, have you guys noticed that your appetite increases or decreases according to the season? Uh, yes. Okay, so colder weather, your appetite <coughs> increases, doesn't it? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. I, I'm, yeah. I'm hungrier for the for the good food. Yeah. I think it's uh you know when you go swimming in cold water like a lake or something yeah. it makes you it makes you starve you're starving. Yes. 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 I guess it's because your 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 body's trying to heat itself up and you're burning calories and all that stuff. So key in the same way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. But, but in the summertime, time I can work out, you know, I'll get a do some at 7 a.m. and not be hungry till, you know, 12:30 something like that. And let's have a salad and a piece of great fish. Yeah, you don't want something heavy. I'm saying it's great, but you can still have fantastic food. Sure, sure. But just lighter. It's like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to have a couple of crab cakes and a giant salad. That'll be great. Yeah. Oh, man. I love crab cakes. I know. <laughs> I miss crab cakes. I have, you know, over where you guys are at. They're you can get them sent to you from uh, the Eastern Shore. I know. Uh, yeah, he, send yeah, them we, over. We can get, I'm trying to actually see if I can get beef ribs sent from um, from Mueller's in uh, in your neighborhood. He's on. I guarantee it. I yeah. Guarantee oh, man. It. Just got to. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Anyway, let's not get too far. So the training and the here. nutrition, they coincide. They Absolutely. And the cardio. And the cardio, too. <laughs> yeah. It's synergistic. They all work together. The feelings uh, the, and all that stuff work together as far as what you want, what your body is asking for. And, you know, 
the hardest thing to get people to do, one of the hardest things is when they're training and it, it takes a while to develop is to listen to your body and listen to what it's saying to you. You know, this is what we need to, to fortify the workout we just had. This is the type of workout that your body wants to do. You move around more when it's warmer and go yes. set the set faster. And, yes. you know, it's, uh, it and, and, you don't, and you don't have to blast yourself with the super heavy poundage. Right. Put that away, man. Let's set some 10 rep records. Yeah, and the supersets that the yeah. the one you do with the calf raises and yeah. the, you know that that three bicep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Would you do that kind of stuff more in the summertime though? Yes, or yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. what we're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but in the again in the spring and the fall transitional. So I kind of do. I would say in the fall you would do kind of a you'd shift from bodybuilding to maybe a power bodybuilding before yeah before morphing into a complete power thing for the three months of the winter you know the winter campaign right (laughs) so you're probably cutting out some of the accessory work all of it all of it (laughs) and going to the main list (laughs) yeah the winter time's like threes and fives man yeah Yeah. i think we're done now (laughs) let's go eat is the buffet open yeah yeah, <laughs> and then and then again, so in the fall, yeah, power power bodybuilding. Keep your bodybuilding up, but, but put in more. Getting a little hungrier for the weight. I would be doing like uh, more power cleans and front squats in the fall. Mm-hmm. I like I like getting. I think a big ass front squat assures that when you go to back squatting, you're going to be for me fifty pounds better. Just right, right there. Yep. So you know, and that's a good way to get away from back squatting is get get to front squatting. Or I tell you, in recent years, I've been able to do it with just a, a goblet squat with a, just a huge, like a like a ninety or a hundred pound dumbbell. Yeah. And just really sit at the bottom, and it just like ah uh, crushes me to do five reps. If I'm doing three fifteen or three twenty five or three thirty five for five in the regular squat. A hundred pound bell is giving me all I can handle for five in the go- in the goblet, right? And it's all my like, yeah, especially if you're just gonna bury it and yeah. Now you do that. Now you go down all the way and you exhale yes, and it comes yes, down a few yes, more yes. inches. Oh, all the way to the to the complete bottom. And then there's no explosion on no, the way up. You grind it up. You, no, no, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. And but but the the so but. If you can get that effect from a 90-pound dumbbell turn, turn sideways under your chin, I'd rather do that <laughs> than mess around with the 325-pound barbell behind my neck if, um, think, if, if the result is the same. Well, think about it, too, that goblet squat. Man, if you're holding a 90, so you're now putting the upper body into it, the core, you're putting no, everything No, 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 because if you hold it right, that's – no, you want to – no, you want to keep it out. The whole thing is that, no, you keep it – I can't do that with a kettlebell. A kettlebell that heavy hurts my wrist. I don't like that angle. You know how you hold the handle, but your hands yeah. are at an angle? Horns. Yeah. I got no power. I, I got power. If I put it under my chin with my hands – under my chin, it's like, fine, no problem. I can hold that thing under my neck, okay, and I can maintain yeah. uprightness. You know, I, any bend forward, no, you're done. Okay, don't get hung up on 90. That's just a pound, that's just a weight I picked. I could have said 60. It doesn't matter. Wherever your break point is, is where you can no longer maintain that beautiful upright position, then you're no longer doing the goblet squat. Then you're doing some sort of forward bend. <coughs> Yeah. Thing. In fact, I had to stop a guy from doing it. He sent me the video and he's like, he told me, he says, oh, I'm handling a 90 for five reps in the goblet. And I said, uh, you got any video? I want to look at that. And sure enough, it was just a bend forward. You, you know what I mean? Big, strong guy. He was just doing a bend forward and, st- you know, it was, more, it was more like a, <laughs> it was more like a Romanian yeah deadlift than a, yeah than a than a than a goblet squat so anyway but yeah seasonally appropriate eating seasonally appropriate training seasonally appropriate cardio yeah. and also you can vary the cardio by shifting the modes obviously 
in the wintertime, you should, when you can't go outdoors, shift to some sort of legitimate indoor cardio. I'm thinking about maybe this year, I'm going to try some cross-core cardio. Uh, also, some I've got some David Weck stuff going with these pulsars. I want to play with that. Kind of, I would say, stand-in-place sprinting, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, akin to maybe jump roping. Yeah, I wish that's the one thing I wish I'd learned how to do. I never learned how to jump rope. Oh, it sucks, I man. Oh, it sucks. It sucks. I hate it. Did you learn late in life or as a kid? Uh, we did a little bit as a kid, but the you know they got those really good ropes now. But just from doing all the Muay Thai stuff, the tradition is, you know, three five minute rounds to start the workout. I remember I was of, training, ju of jump roping. Yeah, and I was oh, training okay. for a pro fighter, and he's like, "All right, do your jump rope." And after the first time I did, it, I was about two seventy. And I was done, dude. That three five-minute rounds with a minute break, I was done. Yeah, <laughs> that's tough. Okay, time. Now you got to hold the two-and-a-half-pound uh, little dumbbells and shadow box for three five-minute rounds. Then you do your pad work. Then you spar. Well, I was just hanging on, man, after that jump. <laughs> I was just hanging on. You know, You're just thinking you, about short ribs, huh? Yeah, well, after you get, you know, you get, you get banged up over the years, too, that your shoulders start to fatigue, you know, especially when you're first starting off and you don't learn and it's all in the wrists and don't jump very high and all that. Right, stuff. right, right. You're in a fit. Full you're body workout. Yeah, your inefficiency makes it a better exercise. Yes, yes, but a lot, and a lot tougher. Yeah. So I've always, always hated jump rope, man, but it is a cardio workout and a half. And, and if you do it uh, and you haven't done it for a while, your calves will be smoked. Yes. Smoked for a week. Uh, Jim, can you twist the rope and everything as you're swinging it? Hell no. <laughs> no, man, no. you're right those those new ropes are super quick i mean they're like cable and they're look, they, they're on bearings minute, jp that first minute i look like sugar ray leonard after that i look like uh yeah somebody open a window yeah, uh, i'm done ugly, ugly. <laughs> what uh in the winter time when you're when you're bulking up what's an acceptable amount of weight i mean i know it depends on what kind of lifting you're doing how tall you are and all that stuff but i mean you guys as an example i mean you no know, no not us you not would us. get you would say okay i'll gain up to 10 pounds or <laughs> I would say you even pounds. think about it yeah i'm usually 225 227 in the summertime and then creep to 233 235 something like that in, in the winter okay. and then you say okay that's that's enough you know um yeah you know, it's you just get too far out, and it's just too far to too hard to lose it back. Yeah, too much work to whittle it down later. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Well, that that sounds a little lame, actually. Um, <laughs> we're we're striving for sameness. What happened to back in the day when you would put on twenty five pounds during a twelve week cycle, Jim? Remember those days? You mean like? 25 to 35 to 35. <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 back in the day right that's 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 that is the kind that is the way that uh would increase muscle size you would gain yes you would you would slam calories but, in conjunction with hardcore power training you are trying to grow yourself gigantic and right. as a young man that is a noble undertaking yeah that's what I was going to say back in the day for us, you know, Jim and I were kind of pretty close in age, but uh, you know, that was in our twenties and thirties. Yeah. You know, that's when you can do that kind of stuff. Back when you matter. Back when Jim would gain about 50 pounds in about what, six or eight weeks. Uh, let's see 40 pounds in three months. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Wow. That's a lot of expense. A lot of, a lot of Twinkies, man. Of no, man, a lot of tuna sandwiches, man. <laughs> is, that, is that what it was? Oh, yeah, eight, eight a day with a can on each, on, each, uh, oh. on each sandwich. Yep. How long? Wait a minute. How long did you do that for? Uh, about a year and a half um, when I got up to 312. Straight? Eight cans of tuna a day? I mean, every single day? No, but five days a week. I would say four or five days a week, yeah. Oh, yeah. I Can you eat tuna now? I was making $17,000 a year uh, coaching at Carlson <laughs> Southern. And I was like, you know, I want to spend on tuna. On a state record. And the easiest way to do that, to get strong, is lift heavy and eat a lot. 
As Cassidy would say, eat your way through the sticking points. That was it. Every time I would have a hard time squatting, I'd be like, you're a coward. You're too small. And then I'd bust open the rice and chicken uh, with the – with the chicken soup, I made these huge platters of that, you know, then bake that. Uh, the fish uh, so many stories, so many but, stories. But Jim, now, now, let, 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 me, let me just say this real quick on that. I've, one quick incident is that we used to have a, a buffet that was very close to one of the, well, you know, the original Gold's Gym out in Wheaton. Of course. There was a, there was a buffet about meh, maybe two miles away, unfortunately for them. <clears throat> so we would go there all the time. But I remember one time we had a aspiring super heavyweight and his buddy was with him. And his buddy got in his face. He said, if you really wanted to win the States, you'd eat that last piece of pie. You really don't want it, do you? And the guy is already like broken out in a meat sweat. <laughs> He's already consumed 10,000 calories in, oh, I don't know, <laughs> 90 minutes, right? And he's ready to puke. And the guy, you really don't want it to. I mean, God, I was serious, right? Like, you just don't want it bad enough. And he ate the pie. Yeah. He did it. But that was the kind of four sumo wrestling stuffing yeah. that went on. Jim, you went up to, what, 312? Yeah. But you're tall. How tall were you? Five nine. <laughs> Five nine. Yeah. You could handle it. Sure. Oh yeah. You had the height you had the height for it. Oh yeah. Yep. I was all spread out. <laughs> yep. God, you thank God you could still fit into those thirty two inch jeans. Yeah, well but they were Jim. Jim, how do you, uh, what are your views on tuna nowadays? I mean, because, I, you know, yeah. I ate so much cold chicken back in the day. I just yeah. can't do it anymore. It's got to be hot. But, yeah. you know, but you know how wonderful it was for his, his, how much muscle memory he gained pushing his body weight up to 312. He swelled his muscle size out. So, yeah, now he doesn't weigh 312. But his, his muscles were expanded. And they had everything that, was that, expanded. I'm saying it, they, but he had that muscle memory, yeah. so he could reacquire that. But now let's leave the 70 pounds of body fat, right? But that is so it's easier to attain the muscle mass that he had at 312 than if he never had it <clears throat> and was like a thin guy trying to get up there no, without. Yeah. adding any you know how the guys are yeah, i won't say point. today because i don't know anybody today but a few years back the problem was is that no one wanted to lose their the beach look they didn't People are wanna, too vain they're too vain yes they didn't want to lose i you know i have dimples you know you, you, you know what i'm saying and you can't increase your your your, your size your ball my head would actually get smaller when I lost weight. My, my hat size. Thank, thank God. <laughs> so when I was that big, man, my hat, you know, I couldn't find a hat to fit me. What? And then when I lost weight, I was like, damn, but now I, my, my head wow. is actually, I remember Rob wow. Wagner were saying to me, you've lost weight, right? I was like, why? He said, your head looks smaller. Well, otherwise you would look like Mr. Potato Head. Well, I, you sent me a picture of you at 312 and you looked a lot different. Yeah, man. I think my, my heaviest was 305, but, you know, I'm, I'm a few inches taller. I'm six well, foot. What well, was your heaviest, Marty? Oh, I don't know. I think I might have got up to 265 once, and I thought I was going to explode. I <laughs> you know, for me, I, I just couldn't. I didn't have the bone structure for it. There was no way I could get to, like, Chalet or Kirk. Those guys had bones like, like mastodons. Yeah, of course, mm -hmm. yeah. And, you know, I mean, Chalet's shoulder width was like, I mean, he was half again as wide as I was, and his bones were like, these guys all had like eight inch plus wrists. Well, JP, you you do, Jim. You might have eight inch wrists. I don't know. Are you you're you're heavy bone, Jim? Uh, I, I think my shoulders are wide, but I think I have small joints, that kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're not uh, you're not like Kirk. No, no. He look, Kirk is a dinosaur, man. He's yeah. like, a, yeah. Thick, 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 thick. Yeah. Yeah, and I think a lot of the really, really, really strong guys. That's the they're born that way. I you see, I see them sometimes in the in, at the airport. They're just walking around. I'm like, oh, I want to go. Everyone's like, hey, you want to be a world champion? And I'll say to those guys, oh man, where do you train? Oh, I don't train. Yeah. Like, Damn, dude, I, you're a thick man. I know. I just, no, I just, I just walk around looking like this. Yeah. 
We had some guys, although we had some guys like that. Now, they, these are the guys that felt that, again, there are three, three classifications. These are the guys that fell under the classification. Looks like Tarzan, lifts like Jane. Yeah. Right. We, we had a lot of those guys. They just didn't have the head for it. They, right. you, know, you know what I mean? We had a guy, in, when I lived in Maryland, we had a guy in, in uh, high school. He was a farm boy. He had the biggest forearms. I still don't have forearms as big as it. And this was a high school kid. And he didn't lift at all. He, all he did was bale hay, work on the farm. He had this humongous chest. The kid was in good shape. Humongous chest, huge forearms and, and, and arms. And, um, you know, he was one of the, the strongest guys in school, just naturally and just from doing this farm work and stuff. And I mean, uh, and I bet if you checked his calves, he would have also had big calves because calves and forearms usually go together. <clears throat> and I always thought, if only I had those genetics, you know, but well, you, well, you, well, you didn't. Well, so get, so get on with it. I'm not as big boned as you say. I don't have a eight inch wrist. So I don't know what you're talking about. You don't know that. You it's don't know good. that. You have no idea. You have never put a tape measure around your wrist in your life. But it's it. the, you look at these world champions and usually you go, okay, I get it. The guy is just, you know, unique and, and different, you know, like we're talking about with Kirk, you know, he's like a mastodon. Well, he was built to be a world champion squatter for sure. Right. I would agree. I tell you what, though, man, when you're that big, everything feels mm. so light. You know, I can remember. Uh, oh, oh, when you're heavy. Yeah. yeah, man. I remember I did 585 for a couple on a bent over row. Mm -hmm. uh, now, my belly was so big that I didn't have to pull it very far. But, right. uh, you know, it's just like, okay, 585, shrugs with seven plates. You know, that's. Yeah. Kind of Your leverage is better. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good for a while. Yeah. Because, like you said, everything feels light and. You know, it seems like every time you go to the, the gym, you're you're stronger and you're making gains and all that. But, you know, all good things come to an end, I guess. And, you know, well, 312 is, is just a little too heavy. We're going to slim it back down because, yeah. you know, the human heart you get sleep apnea and all that kind. Didn't you say you had sleep apnea at 312? Uh, I snored a lot more. That's for sure. When I get back, I started body weight. Yeah, I when I was at my heaviest. I, when I was dozing off to sleep, my body would like stop breathing and I would like wake up like gasping for air. It's like, oh called sleep, sleep apnea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. what it is. But from being that heavy, yeah. it was. Your neck. Your neck. Yeah. Yeah. It was very noticeable. And since I lost weight, I never had that again. Yeah. I know when Kirk gets real heavy, that's what, you know, when he slims down and then yeah, he, he can sleep through the night with not, it's, uh, you know, he, he gets that same kind of stuff when he gets over 300. Well, I think yeah. Kirk, uh, Kirk, I believe, is in a torrid romance. So I'm hoping that we might see him at like 235. Oh, my God, dude. That'd be uh, awesome. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. Yeah. He's a uh, torrid romance. You'll have to tell yeah, me. Yeah, he is. Oh, yeah, I know. He's found a, <laughs> he's found a new lady and uh, they are hot and heavy. Uh, allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> That's my boy. <laughs> Not that Kirk has ever been associated with anything sexual. Nah. Wait, by the way, when's the last time you saw Kirk? Uh, it's been a while. Allegedly. Um, allegedly. It's been a while. It's been, I'd say, six months. Six months? Really? Yeah, when yeah. we did that thing at Krivka's. That's yeah, cool. that's the last time I saw him. Well, is he still training? Well, why don't you ask him? I don't know. He, I'm, I'm trying to get him, get him on, but downstairs, Darren, I need his help. Did he send me a video <laughs> of him doing safety squat with 555 for five or something? Yeah. Something yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, I suspect that with the 50, um, I believe she trains too. So I think that, that uh, we'll be seeing a, even in more improved Kirk. There's nothing like a, a, a hot romance to make a man even get in better shape. So if that's the case. Or when you're trying to find a hot, a hot romance. Uh, I think it's easier when uh, you're trying to impress someone. Well, didn't Pacifico have a quote about that? Yes, he did. Very, very, very good, Jimmy. That's very good. Yes, he did. He, yes, yeah, he was talking about, who was he talking about? I believe 
I can't remember the lift. It might have been Topsiglu. It might have been John Topsiglu. One of his lifters uh, fell in love, and he goes, "Oh, he said that's the best thing that can happen to a lifter." Uh, he said their their lifting goes up ten percent anytime they fall in love because they want to, you know, impress the you know the the new the new gal. Right. Um, but yeah, I think. Um, well, I don't want to get into it. Larry can speak to him. Larry can speak for himself. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, what else about uh, seasonal training? I mean, can we add anything to that? I what think you're pretty good. Anything more on the transition coming from winter to uh, to spring that we didn't touch on? I'm, I'm kind of sick of power training by that time. I'm kind of sick of the rich foods by that time. I'm, you know what I mean? I'm kind of sick of the sluggishness. I'm kind of sick of the lack of activity. I'm kind of sick of being housebound. I'm kind of sick of March. Yeah, or around more like April for us. March is actually the roughest because you want it to be over and it just won't leave. And it's wet and it's cold and it's wet and it's cold and it's wet and it's cold. Then you have a nice day and then you'll have 18 inches of snow. Yes. Well, we, we don't have the snow. But we got the, the wet water, water, you know, 35 degrees. Yeah. That stuff. And it's just, it's just, it's impossible. Anyway, so yeah, I am ready. For, for me, spring is easy. Uh, I really, I do well in the winter. It's the most natural for me. Yeah. So I always do well in the winter, but by the end of it, it's like, well, man, I'm so, I'm tired of this. Yeah, I agree. You're ready to lighten up the, the nutrition as yeah. well as the lifting. Oh, yes, absolutely. I'm sick of eating. <laughs> well, you know, right? <clears throat> you get sick of the same rich, rich, rich foods over, you know what I mean? It's just, and, and again, you hit that, um, what do the bodybuilders call it? The tip, uh, the spillover. You hit the point where you all of a sudden you go, I am getting fat. Yeah. Right. And it's like, all right, we got to back this down. Yeah. You get the, this is enough point. Yeah. 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 And I, you know, I usually, I usually get pretty lax in the beer drinking. Somehow that seems to go with the winter. Well, Guinness especially. Oh, uh, that's, yeah. That's not liquor. That's food. Yeah, that's like a loaf of bread right there. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So uh, uh, in the and the fall for me, um, again, since I'm coming off a good summer, by the time December gets here and we get through the holidays, I'll be ready to do a little. I don't know nesting, right? Nesting. I'm I'm ready to burrow in, and and start doing more more lifting in the garage. You know more. Uh, squats, benches, deads, overhead presses, forget the other stuff. No, I'm not going to get out as much of my cardio. Yes, I'm going to eat heavier. Uh, you, you know, a different mindset. Serious about the lifting. I'm going to get serious about pushing some weights. Whereas now, I don't, it's okay. Whatever happens, happens. But I'll, I'll get a little more systematic when the cold sets in. How's your uh, how's your eating during the the holidays, the Thanksgiving and the Christmas and all that? There's all kinds of candy being passed. Around. I think it's a great. I think it's a great time. I don't fight it. I think it's a great time to kick it off. What better time to start? Right. Uh, uh, my advice is is lean out going into Thanksgiving. Right. So now you're able to hit the holidays going, hey, it's time to start the game. <laughs> then, 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 then Thanksgiving Day, it's it's anabolic burst, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> it's, I, 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 you know, I do the same thing. So who was telling me? Somebody was telling me they're going, going away for two weeks on vacation. Anyway, uh, we... I used to diet down in anticipation of vacation. So then when I went on vacation, I would... Mm -hmm. do the anabolic burst just what you're talking about and it was fantastic uh well, ocean city in ocean city we go to bull on the beach right thrasher's fries right jim heck yeah right there. uh the, the the pizza places uh what was the famous Bundetti's, tony's what, what was this famous seafood place um uh, well, you got Hooper's Island. You got uh, no the one everybody has to go to. Uh, 
Mm -hmm. uh, you'll be thinking of it anyway. Well, also Fager's Island, of course. You know, we know that we're not there. But I'm just saying, in anticipation of eating anything and everything that I wanted, the important part was going into that leaned out and, you know, light as possible. Yeah. Right. It was fantastic. And then I'd come back and I'd be ready. To, I'd be like, like catapulted into the, the power and weight gain phase, right? See how you time it? You use that as the, the impetus, right? You come back and you go, wow, right? And you just, you're, you're bigger, you're fuller, you're stronger. It's like, all right, now let's do some bench pressing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Just, just go with life and, and plan your life out accordingly. And, and you can do the same thing in anticipation of Thanksgiving. Yeah. Right. All right. You know, I know the you know, here it comes. The cold weather's setting in, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, this, that, and the other thing's gonna happen. So just go with it. Yeah. Go with it. You know, have some pumpkin pie. It's okay. Yeah. No, yeah, you enjoy yourself. Yeah, you don't have to pass in the eggnog. You don't have to drink at all. <laughs> Eggnog, yeah. Leave some, leave some for everybody else. Leave some for Uncle Marty. <laughs> no, I gotta tell myself, leave some for the rest of you. So anyway, but again, I think we've run this. This is we've run yep. this out pretty good. good stuff, right? man. Really good stuff. Love it. Yeah, yeah. Some good little tips in there. So uh, it'd be very helpful as we we uh, mosey on into uh, fall here. All right, uh, check out Marty's weekly column raw with Marty Gallagher at ironcompany.com. If you need any gym equipment, uh, garage gym, home gym, uh, visit ironcompany.com. We've got some really cool USA made um, uh, deep dish Olympic plates right now. So check those out. Those are, those are starting to go out. Um, and we've got 700 flooring. Pounds, and 700 pounds to one of our sniper buddies, Marty. That's uh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I talked to that exact sniper buddy just the other day. Yeah. And uh, he promised to send me a nice picture that the bar loaded up with all 700 pounds. So That's uh, awesome, man. That's okay, gonna look just, nice. Let me just tell you, everybody, this. So I was, somebody was telling me about how far they knew somebody did a rifle shot. So I, I can texted you, him. Wait a minute. Can you say this? Yeah, how far, he, how far from Bullseye? All yeah. right, go ahead. So I asked him, what's his furthest shot on, on bullseye? 2,947 yards. Dude, that, that's, that's a whole different ball game, boys. Uh, you're sitting dinner, you're having dinner at your house and somebody, you know, somebody mess with that guy. away, 30 football fields away, whacks you. Oh, you imagine the scope on that thing? The scope must look like, must look like a, a, a telescope. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah. Well, he, he told us about the time that, that uh, they were using infrared and they knew the infrared worked because they were able to ping deers at uh, midnight from, you know, some incredible, you know, 300 yards. At least. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was nothing. So, yeah. Anyway. Oh, also, listen, don't forget, Stacy's going to get on me if we don't remind people about my Instagram. She's on top of that, dude. Oh no, she's all over it. Yes. Yeah, well, you've got two of them though. So what's what's the one you want to send everybody to? It's, I think it's Marty Gallagher. The real. I think it's the real hey. Marty Gallagher. Well, you got some other one, MGSO or whatever. Stacy has one too. Yeah, but go to the Marty Gallagher yeah, because somebody good. already typed Marty Gallagher, so he couldn't get that one. So the Marty Gallagher <clears throat> Instagram. Yeah, he's got a lot of our stuff on there. A lot of his stories going out. A lot of whatever, whatever. I don't know. You're not a hunter or anything like Jim Steele. You know, you go to his website, uh, Boss Barbell. That's B A S Barbell. dot com. So he's got all kinds of uh, you know stories on there. Hijinks, uh, rants. <laughs> he's got everything yeah. on there. <laughs> Yeah, we got a, uh, let's see, did we launch that yet? Oh, stressors, yes. So you yep. can actually go to our website and uh, go to the article section at the top and then click on that and then go to the, the drop down where it says Jim Steele and go on there and Jim, do he I talks see? about the stressors and how they affect resistance training. 
Now, I, I put your boy on there on the cover. You saw that, right? Justin Watson, yeah. That's right. Now, Jim, do I stress you out? Not at all, buddy. I used to tell Kirk. <laughs> Kirk, Kirk and I had a thing in seminars. He'd be, he'd be going off, and, and I'd go, I'd say, Kirk, you've got to stop. You're upsetting me. <laughs> oh, my God, he'd go off. Oh, God, he'd launch. These people would get frightened because he'd start screaming and yelling, but we, we, it was pre-planned. So, oh, yeah. Right. We got we got to get him on. We just we his thing is that he can't. He's had a tough time with Friday, so and you know on Saturday, nope, can't do it Saturday. Uh, <laughs> Sunday, uh... no, nah, I got a trainer on Sunday. We'll make something happen. All right. Well, listen, we'll thank, thank you guys. I thought I thought we did. Uh, I thought we rung it out pretty good. Today. Yeah, yeah. And if and one more thing for virtual training, if you want. Oh, yeah. Yep. Hire any of these characters here. Uh, you can email Marty at ironcompany.com or Jim at ironcompany.com. If you want to make some serious gains, uh, Occam's razor, right? As we say, Marty, why yep. screw around from uh, point A to B? Go direct. Get the uh, get the mostest for the leastest. And, uh, you know, give these guys a go and start making some serious gains. But uh, yep. And that's it. Thank you. Good one. Appreciate I appreciate uh, all the knowledge you share with, with us and the audience, and they do too. And uh, thank you very much, guys. All right, well, all right, y'all. Talk to you later. All right. See ya. Bye. All right.